Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Co-host Randy Griggs, not here today. He had uh, some personal issues he had to attend to. So I am flying solo-ish. I got my wingman back in the... Studio in Colorado. Boys, how is everything going in Colorado? It's going good, my man. We are excited to... This This show, you know, this is like uh, circling, you know, this is like uh, Michigan circling Michigan State on the schedule. I mean, <laughs> I've had this one circled for for months now because it's bourbon, and we all know how I feel Bladen. about bourbon. I mean, look, I'm so excited. Look at my hair. It's just going crazy. It's standing it's crazy straight up. with excitement. I got a couple different bourbons I'm going to I'm gonna uh, you, uh, pair tonight on the show, um, so I'm excited about that. Jordan, how are you? Excellent. Ready to drink bourbon. That's it for me. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Sensei, you are, uh, you are on brand tonight with your T-shirt. Oh, I yeah. Oh, well yeah. done. Heck yeah. Well done. Uh, I go all out. I go all out, Robbie. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I used to have, I had a stack of cigar company t-shirts and hats and everything. And when I moved from, it was the last move that we had, that box went completely missing. So I have no cigar mm. t-shirts left. I have a couple of dojo t-shirts, obviously. They're the best. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, this is the only cigar hat. No, this and I've got... Uh, the the uh, coalition hat from uh, from Crown Heads and, and Drew Estate. That's it. It's all gone. Ten years of collecting. Stuff, all gone. You know. You know, Robbie. That's actually probably a good thing in a way. It's Most a blessing in disguise. Cigar shirts are very good. I just got done cleaning <laughs> out my crawl space, and I had boxes of old shirts that. I'm like, why did I keep these boxes of shirts? And now I have to throw them away. <laughs> Wait, were, there, were there any concert T-shirts in there or something there, like that? There was one that I gave to my daughter that she she, she was really excited about. But uh, typically, that most for most of them, they were just junk. I, why do you save some of that stuff? But cigar shirts may be a little different since you're still in the cigar biz. But, uh, you know, I always figure, like, nowadays... I, I need to get into that mode of being more minimalistic, Robbie. Minimalistic. Mm. Well, I feel like it needs to go through that transition phase. You mm. like you put it in a box, and you put it in the closet, and then you see how often you like go to that box, and then eventually you're like, yeah, it's been in that box for two years. I'm cool to let it go. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's me. That's, you have to know if it brings you joy, right? Isn't right. That the, <laughs> right. Condo that's situation. The, that's the idea. <laughs> Although I, I will tell you, she taught me how to fold my T-shirts in a way that I, I have – Yes. In my drawer. I'm a big t-shirt guy. 
And like a large, no. like you wear like large t-shirts. No, no, no. I'm oh. a big t-shirt guy. Meaning, <laughs> I, I don't know where you put the punctuation in there to make it grammatically correct, but you put a little have, hyphen in between. Yeah, there's something, uh, maybe an umlaut. I do like. <laughs> there's, there's nowhere. No umlauts, not here. But uh, I have a ton of t-shirts, and when you roll them the way that uh, she teaches you to roll them, yes. and then you and then you put them on their side, they stand up. If you have a deeper drawer. Oh, you get like a hundred of them in there. I I didn't like do her thing. My wife watched it or whatever, and that's like the main thing that we've kept from it. It's just the the way you fold the clothes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Other than that, what do you care? But uh, (laughs) I mean, does it bring me joy? Yeah, I'm not writing poems to these shirts or anything. (laughs) Come on. Maybe that would be a fun uh, a fun little blog to add to uh, the dojo. George's uh, (laughs) my little uh, my shirt poem corner. I'll think about <laughs> that it. That would be funny. So we are wrapping up the Habano wrapper. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, probably could have used a better word there. And I am remiss because I missed half of this, unfortunately. But we are going with the Casa Cuevas La Mandarilla, which is just so much fun to say. Oh, okay. La Mandarilla. La Mandarilla. You get that really roll that R. Because you get two you R's in it. there. There, yeah, there might yeah. even be like four R's in the word. I don't know. As far as the way I pronounce it, at least. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fun word to say. I don't actually know what it means. I should have looked it up. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. It's sledgehammer. Or maybe it's just the hammer. I can't and uh, it was oh. because they got robbed, um, mm-hmm. and they used this, the the robbers used the sledgehammer to break into the Casa Cuevas factory, cleaned them out entirely. They were they were literally uh, scrambling just to figure out what to do. Through their father at the factory, they were able to fulfill the orders and all this sort of stuff. So they felt like they were able to kind of like make lemonade out of, out of lemons there, and they decided to make a cigar to uh, kind of commemorate the fact that they were able to push through and um, not be completely devastated by... They weren't going to let the burglars win, and so they right. made this cigar to uh, sort of, uh, you know... Yeah commemorate that now this one's interesting guys because of that it's got the the fairly large shaggy foot on it that's a good half inch at least it's a good Uh half inch of shaggy foot and i'm now just getting i think that one thing we should say right off the bat is when you this is their this is like their strongest cigar that they make casa cuevas because it's Um, named hammer it's gotta be strong it's gotta be strong but when you first light it up with the shaggy foot it's very mellow uh, almost like a banana-y flavor or something, just really kind of s- s- very mellow. But man, as soon as you as soon as you hit that line, oh, you're already the, way into it. Well, I'm not way into it. I'm just now hitting the wrapper, and dramatic change. This is a fun one because you do get to you do get to see that or taste that dramatic change when the wrapper kicks in. Spicy. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool when uh, when companies do that. And I'm just now getting to. Oh, you guys uh, are both past me. Yeah, I'm just now getting to uh, to that spot, and uh, the flavor really does kick in big time. And it's it's not uh, like to say that the beginning is mellow. I think is a good way to put it. It's not uh, it's not overly flavorful in any one direction. It's actually pretty well balanced right at the beginning. And now that you're now that the uh, wrapper is kicking in, it's kicking in a ton of richness that wasn't there before. So we're getting off to a really good start on this cigar. The uh, the blend on this is um, a little bit uh, in the undisclosed uh, region of things. It has uh, got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, which is why we're featuring it on the show. And apparently the boss loves it. 
That's I don't know. That's just what I've heard. Um, Jack, Hire, Jack Hire's not, a big not Randy, fan. right? Jack Hire's a big fan. Randy is not the boss. That's that is the, the <laughs> truest <laughs> stories. Uh, Jack Hire does does enjoy this cigar and uh, the binder filler undisclosed. And so it's it's limited production, uh, only 500 boxes, 520. Well, hold boxes. on, they uh, oh they re releasing uh, it now. Yeah, after you know there was such everyone loved it so much there, it's regular production now. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I was pulling up. When uh, you get uh, this is the band when you know it's a regular production band. Yeah, the other one just had sort of like a uh, yeah. There you yep. go. That's that's the difference. That's the difference right there. Oh, that's that's now is that all one band? No, it's, it's two. They fit nice they just, and snug. They yeah. just fit right next to each other. That's good. That's good. This is a good cigar so far. Um, this is a, a brand that I would like to uh, smoke more of. I haven't smoked that much Casa Cuevas, but everything that I've had has been very good. Yeah, they're an interesting brand because they're sort of, um, I mean, obviously the factory makes a lot of cigars for a lot of bigger companies and whatnot. And then just a couple years ago, really it was just maybe, what, three years ago, Jordan? Uh, we just had Lewis and Alec on a couple weeks ago. But just a few years ago, they decided... 2016? Okay, yeah. So I guess four, four years. Uh, they decided to kind of, uh, you know, go the route of Placencia, Agonorce Leaf, these kind of factories that are going to promote their own brands. And the neat thing about Casa Cuevas is their, their core line, Robbie, is a very, very affordable line of cigars. And they're all really good. They, they have the base, you know, the Connecticut, the Habano, and the Maduro, all very good. And now they're just starting to kind of come out with these other, you know, they did the Reserva, right, Jordan, like two years ago. And, and of course, this La Manderia and stuff. So they're, they're starting to kind of like... Uh, you know, Daria. feel their oats a bit. La it's, it's it's unfortunate because you're making a really good point, and then you said the name wrong. That's all we heard. That's all we heard. And let's, I just want to talk about the band a little bit more. I love the band. Very very simple, but mm-hmm. very elegant at the same time. They're, this is kind of their core band. I think this is on most of their cigars. Yeah, it just is different correct. colors. Yep. That. I know there's one that's silver and blue. I'm not sure which. It's uh, a Reserva. Yeah, right. Yeah, which one that is. That's the one. other one that I've smoked. It's, that cigar is really good. Yeah. And this one, and the flavor is really starting to kick in. Um, so I'm really enjoying this. So that's good to know that it is now a uh, um, regular production. Is that? I, I hope that's a relatively new announcement because I completely missed it. A few months ago. A few days ago? Uh, like 48 hours ago. Years, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 48 hours. We'll go 48 hours. Uh, and so we're pairing with bourbon tonight, and uh, I, I think Eric and I are both doing something, uh, and I guess Jordan probably would be too. We're going with kind of a basic bourbon, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're going to move into something on the cask strength side, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as, uh, as we go, kind of what the differences are. I'm starting with, boys, with a Bellmead... Uh, sour mash straight bourbon uh, whiskey. Bellmead, I don't know a, a ton about this distillery. I had one when I was on, I think it was after IPCPR in, um, in New Orleans. And my wife came down like the last day of IPCPR. We stayed for another week and, and tooled around New Orleans when it was 140 degrees with 140% humidity. Uh, <laughs> it was... <laughs> a lot of, some of it was very unpleasant. Um, but, uh, I tried some of this whiskey when I was down there and I really, really liked it and I couldn't find it anywhere after I left. And then I, I just recently came across this super affordable. I think it's like a $30 bottle. Um, 
it's uh, it's kind of basic in the flavor profile, I think, but super drinkable. I really enjoy it. Um, it's kind of on par with like just a basic Elijah Craig, Old Forester, kind of the, the basic bottles, like 25, 30 bucks. Um, but ton of flavor, uh, checks in at 45.2%, which I think is kind of standard uh, once you're talking about whiskeys. But we can get into a little bit more of that um, as we move forward. What are you guys drinking? So we are going to do uh, – well, well, you only mentioned one of your bourbons. What's the other one that you're doing? Oh, well, I figured I would maybe save that. Oh, okay. Can, all, right, all right. No, we can mention it now. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with a whiskey that I'm super excited about. I've never had this before. Finally found a bottle because it's not easy to find. I went with the Stag Junior. Mm. Junior. Uh, which, again, like these are – I'm hoping that you guys know a little bit more about these uh, particular brands than bit. I do. But uh, it's – George T. Stagg, he's kind of a big deal. Um, and uh, you guys can talk about that more than... I mean, 1835, holy crap, he's old. But um, anyway, this is... And this checks in at a supremely hot 64.2% ABV. Mm. So that is... Yeah, baby. Big and bold, and I'm very excited about it. I've got a little bit poured here. I don't have any water back. I should, because maybe I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that but i was just talking to eric i was like we were texting back and forth i was like i don't think i really know how to drink uh barrel proof or cask strength or whatever term you want to use i don't know if i really know how to enjoy it and eric's like just drink it neat i was like that's not what i meant dude like, <laughs> of course i drink neat but like i don't know like my palate i think when it comes to whiskey i think my palate is better when it comes to scotch mm. i i know the differences i know what to expect uh, but if somebody hands me like a whiskey and a bourbon, like I'm not going to know the difference and like the flavors that I'm looking for. Sometimes it just kind of tastes like whiskey to me. So bourbon's the one I, that punches you in the face. Yeah. But yeah. that's you take two drinks. The one that punched you in the face, that was bourbon. <laughs> OK, fair enough. So, so I'm getting punched in the face and then double punched in the face. Is that is that what's happening here tonight? I always like to think of bourbon in the cigar realm as you know, like the the strong, you know, brother of a more like a uh, sophisticated type cigar. Like to me, bourbon is is the Broadly. sort of more modern, like what modern cigar smokers like in cigars. That big bold flavor with a lot of hero in it, and so that's bourbon. You know, that's and and to me, you know, being American, but it's I, got the I sweetness love, too. It's, it's got it does have the sweetness to it. Yeah, it has the sweetness and. I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong with Scotch or Irish whiskey or Canadian whiskey, whatever you're well, in. Let's not go too Whatever far. you're into, <laughs> whatever you're into is fine. But I happen to be a uh, a bourbon guy, and I think one of the nice things about bourbon, Jordan, and see what you your your thoughts on this is is you know every bourbon is made in that fresh, only used one time um, barrel. You know that oak, that charred oak barrel. Right. Whereas every other whiskey is. Well, pretty much. I know there's some exceptions out there, but for the most part, all of those bourbons that that those barrels that are used to make bourbon go on to make scotches multiple times. You know, over and over and over, they use that barrel over and over and over and over again. But bourbon, man, it gets it gets the the juice that's in there, Jordan. It right. gets it right from yeah. that fresh oak barrel. I've always kind of thought that that's partially why you get you know with like bourbons, you get such a bang for your buck. Um, the the ch new charred oak barrels plus Kentucky's, um, in, you know, environment of, of heat and, and cold 
uh, expanding the barrel and contracting that kind of thing, you're able to, you know, get a good, really good bourbon for with a few years in in that barrel, and then it's it, because it's only in there for a few years. It's you know you get a really good bourbon for thirty, forty bucks. These other you know, s- you know scotch, whatever else, they're being aged in a a used barrel, so it's going to take more time to get the good flavors out of it. Plus, the environment is is not as uh, contrasting. Um, and so you're going to need more years to bring out that flavor, and if you want a really good scotch, it's going to be a little more money. That's my take. Or a lot more money in some yeah, cases. Yeah, I well, mean, sure. like, real, some really good bourbons, as you know, Robbie, because the ones that you bought, I mean, that was the, that's the cool thing, right, Jordan, is, is like, you know, some of the most top-of-the-line bourbons, now I'm not talking about black market, I'm just saying, like, the regular retail price is usually under $100. Mm. And I think that's the big, yeah, the big difference. But in, in, but it, that the market can get weird with uh, with bourbon for sure. I mean, things can go from like we've seen with the Weller stuff over the last few years. I mean, Antique One Hundred Seven. I used to be able to get it. Yeah, cool story, Grandpa. I get it. But I used to be able to get it right down the street, and this was like maybe two years ago, and for twenty three bucks a bottle, mm-hmm. right before they changed the label. When was that? Like three or four years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But but now, like the the shop that I would get it from. And it's a it's a grocery store. It's not like a supermarket. It's like a family-owned grocery store, uh, and they have a pretty good uh, whiskey selections. One of the guys, one of the family guys, must be a whiskey guy. But uh, they used to have it all the time, and now he's like, "Yeah, hey, I can't ever get it." When I do, it's like one or two bottles, and they still sell them for the same price, but they're gone. Like people somehow know that they're showing up, and right. just it's got to come to an end at a point. We're, we've got to be getting close now to where, you know, this it kind of blew up in like 2012. These barrels, ha- they had to have made more drastically more barrels around that time. It's got, we got to be getting there. Well, we had the bourbon junkie guys on, Dan and Sean. They didn't think so. They, th- they thought we were just at the beginning of this bourbon boom, so I don't but really I, know. But I think, I mean. I mean, like, Knob Creek took away their age statement a few years ago, mm. and, uh, and so did everybody else, pretty much. But they, just recently, this year, they added it back. So I'm like, to oh, me, that's a sign, like, at least they were prepared. Yeah. And maybe some of these other guys will start doing the same. I didn't realize that they did that. I knew, like, uh, in, in the Scotch world and in the uh, Japanese whiskey world, that was a big thing where all the the years are basically gone now. Like, Macallan 12 was super popular, and everybody loved it, but now they don't make it anymore. They call it, like, Macallan Gold or whatever the hell. Um, and Hibiki, Hibiki from Japan was a, a super, super good, super smooth. I really like Hibiki. I actually still have about half a bottle of Hibiki 12, which they don't make anymore. They make like Hibiki Harmony, which is a blend of, right. you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's interesting, though, that they brought it back. I didn't see that. That does kind of make you think that. They brought it back and, like, added to it. Like, now there's the nine-year and a 12-year. Oh. So, well, hopefully so there's, the other guys will catch up. Interesting. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. I'm gonna pour a little bit more of this Belmead because I already got through it. But you guys didn't tell me what you're drinking. All right. So uh, Jordan and I uh, will be drinking um, the standard Weller Special of the Devil. Reserve, which is found this, a big boy. This big 1.75 liter bottle of this guy. This is a crazy one here because this one Jordan is still somewhat available, which makes it odd because. Some stores sell it at the regular retail price. Like, like a 1.75 liter would be like $40, and then the, the 750 is like 20 something. But then you'll, you'll see 
guys online posting, you know, that some shops want like six hundred dollars <laughs> for this. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a, a big spectrum of price. Now, Jordan, I don't know if there has been a change in this or not, but there was a time when they weren't supposed, you know, like. Uh, the, the, the distilleries didn't want them well, doing that, it but was, now it seems like they don't care. I don't know. It was like it was known from um, from Sazerac, Buffalo Trace, that at least with like the Pappy stuff, like if they saw a liquor, if you saw a liquor store up upcharging Pappies, you could like turn them in, and they would just not distribute to them anymore. And we've we actually experienced this firsthand. One of the old Dojo guys found a, a store that was like they were selling a bottle of Pappies for a thousand bucks or whatever it was. And he he told somebody, and like they took away their, you know, Pappy's allotments, and they he also got hooked up with being able a guy that would like find him a bottle of Pappy's from Buffalo Trace every year since. For I don't know if that's same, still. for the for the regular price. Yeah. Anyway. So like they took that very seriously. But, I don't know if that's still the way. But it's now, on. Jordan, you see stores everywhere mm-hmm. selling it for like the black market right. price. All right, and Robbie, our second, um, our second. Uh, choice tonight, which I haven't even opened yet, is uh, some Blanton's. Um, I don't think Robbie's a big Blanton's guy. And, you know, actually, Blanton's, I am actually. Blanton's is a bit polarizing, too, Jordan. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you look on the uh, forums and Facebook groups and whatnot, uh, there's a lot of Blanton's haters out there, which is a weird thing. Um, <laughs> but I've always really liked it. Yeah. And um, so we're going we're gonna to fire up those two, Robbie, with our, with our cigar tonight. So I saw that, that you all posted earlier today that you did you just pick up these bottles today? I did. And uh, just at a local shop? That place right around the corner from uh, No, I, I I went down uh not not far from my house, but uh I I did s- just go to a, a place that typically has some you know, they ha- sometimes they have a little bit more. So I, I I made the trek to see if I could find something fun for tonight. Yeah, I can't find Blanton's for the life of me. And I've been looking, I mean, when I say I'm looking, that means whenever I go to a place that I think will have it, I look. doesn't mean I'm, like, looking every day, but right. I, can, I can never find it. And I finally did, uh, I got a bottle recently. I did a trade. I traded a bunch of cigars for a bottle uh, of Blanton's with a, a buddy of mine who is in a place where he can has access to it. But I can't find it anywhere here in California. Yeah. And same with that, uh, that bottle of Weller. I've got a spot down the street uh, from me and Martinez that uh, I know the owner a little bit, and so he messages me when cool stuff comes in. Never gets Blanton's, by the way. And yeah, Blanton's, 160 bucks a bottle. It's with Kevin Hall of Famer, Kevin. Yeah, you got it for more like retail, right? I got uh, today. I bought this for 63. I think that's Six, not bad. 63 yeah, bucks. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I was when you could find it readily, it was 50 bucks. So that's not bad. Um, but they had a bottle near me of that Weller, the same thing that you've got. And they were charging one twenty-five. Wow, that's so, that's and, way and to, that's way high. Yeah, but even to me, that didn't seem that bad, given the size of the bottle. And I've had that before, and I really like it. But <clears throat> what I want to do is get some of these whiskeys that I really, I think I like. Like, and I, I talk about my pa- my whiskey palate; it's not that great. But the stuff that I think I like, like Blanton's and Weller, and uh, you know some of these other ones that are maybe a bit more expensive, like. Uh, um, Michter's is about 50 bucks a bottle and uh, that kind of stuff. And then taste it next to, blind taste it next to an Elijah Craig that costs 24 bucks or an uh, Old Forester that costs 20 bucks or even this Bell Mead that costs, you know, like 29. 
and see which one I actually really like. Right, right, right. Without seeing the label on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, we've done some blind tasting of, of bourbons in the past. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, I think that that is a lot harder than blind tasting cigars. Oh, for me, yeah. I don't know. Once you get to like the second or third whiskey, they all just (laughs) taste the same. (laughs) But my tastes are like, are blind, are like exactly MSRP. Like, I'll just, whatever the highest dollar one is, that's exactly how I have it ranked after the blind tasting. (laughs) Oh, you're you're so snobby. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's blind. (laughs) <laughs> now, my wife is really good at that. I'll, uh, and we do this sometimes. Like, we'll, I'll pour some stuff for her because she likes, she likes rye. She's a big rye fan. And um, <clears throat> it's tough because she really likes Angel's Envy rye, which is really good. Super sweet uh, for me, but really, really good. Hard to find, too, um, at least out here. And when you do find it, it's 100 150 bucks a bottle, which I'm happy to pay for if she wants it, you know. Got to keep the wife happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I can't I can't include that one with any of the other rise because she always knows which one it is. Every mm. single time. Yeah, I think but, they age that one in like sherry casks or something, so it does have a pretty different taste to it. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I, when it comes to uh, scotch, you age anything in a sherry cask. The first Belmead I had was a uh, whiskey. I think it was a bourbon finished in a sherry cask. There's something about Oloroso sherry casks, man. Oof. They does add the trick, huh? beautiful flavor. Yeah, really. For me, it does. It's like I'll uh, if I see that on a list, like back in the day when you used to be able to go to a bar and see the different stuff they have and try new things. Can't really do that anymore. But um, anything that was finished in sherry cask, I'd look for that. And as like, I'll take this one, I'll try that and that because finished in a sherry cask. Um, so I've got kind of a random aside for you guys, and we can start talking about the cigar a little bit more. Do you have? I noticed, Eric, you kind of drink out of the same glass just about every time i see you drink whiskey Mm. yeah go ahead so we a few years ago we got these dojo cigar dojo they're called neat glasses and the idea behind them is they're supposed to allow the the alcohol the harsh alcoholic vapor to kind of hug this shape and come out like there so when you put your nose in the middle Mm. You're supposed you're, you're supposed to be sm- smelling and and getting the nose of just just the bourbon itself, not the alcohol. And these are really cool. We had the dojo logo printed on the bottom, but they the dojo logo came off so easily the second round. It was a little annoying. I like them. I mean, I I don't know if it's just a gimmick. I don't really know if it makes. It any better or worse, Jordan? But I do like I like the feel of this glass. And the first time I ever tried one of these was in Vegas at IPCPR, at the Atomic Lounge, and they oh, that's, nice. that's what they use. And so I was like, I want to get those. And so that's why I use these. I just like the feel. I of, love the feel in the, the hand on those. Yeah, but it's for cool. me, like, it's a little hard to drink because, like, for that shape, it's like. You're tipping it back. You're tipping it back. No alcohol. No alcohol. Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's like when you have like a you have like a soda or something, and all the ice is frozen. <laughs> right, <in the> <laughs> exactly. And it comes hit you in the face. <laughs> that's the worst. So I've got two glasses that I don't think they're specifically like they're definitely not specifically for whiskey, but they I've got a bee that's landed on my my table here, and I'm trying to just get him to go away. But there we go. Okay. Oh, don't land on my cigar. Move on. Um, stop. <laughs> and it's like a it's like a little honeybee, so I don't want to be in it. there. 
Oh, look at that. <laughs> well, we, oh, we saw him. Wow. In, now he's in my ashes. He's rough. Uh, we're friends. Uh, I'm going to name him Al. Ra- Al. Robbie, okay. sa- you got to save the world and let him outside. Otherwise, the I'm, world I'm will die. I'm doing the best I can. He's got to pollinate uh, <laughs> these tobacco plants for us, right? Otherwise, we won't have cigars anymore. Right. Um, so my glasses, I've got this one. And that's like that's a 49er helmet that's etched on there. But look at oh. that. It's got the one, the one bar. Eric, you're old enough to remember... Uh, when kickers would just have the one bar. Oh, on right, them. right, yeah. This was, my dad had a bunch of these, and they were in the garage, and they'd have, like, random screws and nuts and, and different <laughs> things. You know, like, you collect them in a jar or whatever. And he had, like, seven of these. And it turns out, I found out, these came from Shell gas stations in, like, the late 70s. <clears throat> and it was like you buy, a, you fill up, and they had, you know, different glasses. And so we had some 49er ones and some Raider ones. So this glass is officially almost as old as I am. Definitely older than that's, Jordan. That's super cool that you got those. Yeah, I had uh, a Raiders one that uh, I gave to my buddy because uh, he was a big Raiders fan before he moved to uh, he moved out to Kentucky. And maybe he's the guy that I got the whiskey from. But he, uh, he was a big Raiders fan, so I gave him one of the glasses. It's just kind of cool to have. Uh, this is just super old school. You can find them on eBay, frankly, for like five bucks. It's not worth anything, but I just think they're really cool. Sentimental Rob, value. Chad, yeah. Chad's wondering if you can switch over to a Killer B cigar, Blackwork <laughs> style. Yeah, seriously. Let's take I, this I thing do, down. I do like that cigar. Uh, he is gone now. Al has left the building, so I think we're safe. Um, I'm not allergic or anything. I just have a fear of tiny things that can cause me a little bit of pain. Um, <laughs> and and hey. this other one. My other glass here is uh, from the Bicentennial, which is a year older than me. Um, I don't know. My, my dad just had a set of these. And, like, each I have one. My sisters each have one. It used to have, like, gold rim around the top. That's gone now. But these are my two whiskey. It's kind of like cigars. Like, I have my cutter that I always want to use, my lighter that I always want to use. So, yeah, so for, it gets back to that ritual that I always talk about. Yeah, so for whiskey, I've got my, my two uh, special glasses here. This one also... While it is 44 years old now, you can find these on eBay for a couple bucks for a set of them. But uh, that one, they've both got uh, some sentimental value for me. So I was just curious if you guys had any kind of, uh, any kind of. Uh, I, I kind of like go lean that same way that you've got there. I just I like just a old school rocks glass usually. Nothing fancy. Yeah, My other glass, Robbie, is look at this, this Undercrown uh, Liga glass. Because Drew Estate makes some of the finest cigars known to man, don't they, Robbie? This side of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, we want to thank our folks at Drew Estate for sponsoring the show. Nice segue, Eric. Thank you for that. Uh, Randy has the read. I don't have it, but I can tell you that I've smoked a ton of Drew Estate cigars. They are fantastic. You have to find the year of the rat. Seriously. If the you year, the year of the rat. Hey, Robbie, in the middle of your commercial, let's talk about that. Remember, yeah. remember when we had that at IPCPR, how good that, that day it was? It was just so perfect. That was PCA. Oh, was it? PCA. No, no, no. It was, it was TPE. TPE. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> Jeez. One of, those, one of those acronyms. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, and that was like the third or fourth cigar that we smoked that day. Yeah. And I remember we sat down and we were smoking it uh, with Joe Grow. Yeah. And I, I, I looked over. It was either at you or at Jordan. I was like, damn, this thing is really good. The Red Solo Cup, uh, Brian, is always always a winner. Um, I have a Red Solo Cup story later, which isn't very interesting, but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I remember smoking it the first time. 
Because like I said, third or fourth cigar that we smoked, because that was in the afternoon. Right. And when you're walking the show floor, you're always smoking something. And uh, for that to cut through right. all that traffic on your palate to, to really tell you that, wow, this is a really, really good cigar. I've smoked maybe four or five since I did my review. And I think, what did I score to? 93, I think. Um, it was up there, yeah. Yeah, 92, 93. I, I think it deserves every, and maybe even we do a Redux review next year and it's a 94. Who knows? That's a fantastic, fantastic cigar. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the best uh, Unicos they've done. Maybe one of the best cigars they've ever done. Well, Rob, uh, why, don't next, you, why don't you just tell us right now what it's going to get a year from now? <laughs> uh, you, you know these things. Okay, it's going to be nice. Okay. Uh, you're such a jerk. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Uh, cheers to all the folks at Drew Estate yes. for sponsoring the show. We really do appreciate that. Um, and uh, we want to thank Smoke In yeah. for the cigars that we're smoking here today. Uh, all the cigars on uh, Flavor Odyssey are provided by the fine folks at Smoke In. Uh, check them out. Uh, 150% of you know if you have not ordered from them. I don't know. Are you living under a rock? Like I don't know. But uh, you got to <laughs> check them out. Great, uh, great service. Great uh, great inventory. They've got everything. So check them out. Um, so let's, let's talk about the cigar a little yes. bit. What, what are you guys, what, what's the vibe that you're getting out of this cigar? All right. So my first impression, uh, like we had the first impression show the other night, my first impression of this cigar, I hear this, this cigar gets bonus points for me for this one reason, one reason only perfect draw. No touch-ups. I'm just able to enjoy the cigar without the maintenance of dealing with the cigar. And to me, that's a big uh, pet peeve of mine. Uh, both Robbie and Jordan. I don't know if you guys get as annoyed with me, but you know, constantly. I get annoyed with you. Constantly <laughs> yeah. relighting, relighting, and and whatnot. This cigar, no issues whatsoever. You can tell the construction is just impeccable because I'm just able to enjoy this. Cigar with no issue. Jordan, how's yours going? It's superb. Um, like you said, burn line, super straight. No no issues whatsoever. Draws great. Uh, it's almost full, uh, it's medium full body for me. Um, a lot of zesty cabinet spices, some nutmeg in there. But then it's got this nice uh, caramel kind of sweetness, almost like a, one of those like oatmeal bars that you'd get from Whole Foods or something. Uh, mm. As a, as a sweet, nice sweetness to that zestiness. I like it. There's a little bit of a floral note um, to the cigar, which is nice. Kind of like a, uh, almost just like a little icing on the cake. Like after you get all the other flavors, you get this little teeny bit of a, kind of a floral note. Um, Jordan, you described the, the flavors just about perfectly. Uh, I do get the caramel, which I love in a cigar. I love a caramel flavor. And there is a saltiness. So you get a little bit of salted Caramel flavor. How's yours tasting, Robbie? Very good. It's funny. While you were talking about no touch-ups, I was relighting my cigar. But it, <laughs> it, 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 uh, well, you it got the limited version. We got a different uh, sub-band. It, so. it, no, it went out because I was talking too much, and I have a fan going here. So um, anyway, it was. It had nothing, no issues with the burn line, as you can see. It was just uh, I let it go out. But yeah, definitely a lot of that kind of zesty cabinet spice is a nice way to put it. Um, and I get... There's like an underlying kind of creaminess to the texture mm. and the way it sits on the palate. And it's like a creamy cedar note. And there's a lot of woody character and some peanutty character in there for me as well. It's very, very satisfying. Um, but, yeah, I would say kind of, like you said, medium medium full on the, uh, on the palate as far as, um, 
as far as the, I mean, the strength maybe is like medium full. I think it's medium full across the board. It's not super strong. I mean, it's their strongest cigar, but that doesn't mean it's a freaking powerhouse. Um, it's, uh, to me, it's, it's definitely medium full, ton of flavor, a lot of smoke production, and it's, it, it sits on the palate very nicely. It just gives a creamy kind of feel. I really, really enjoy it. It's going very well with this, uh, with this Belmede, which is a bit on the sweeter side of bourbon. I know bourbon can have some of that spice to it as well. Uh, this is a bit sweeter, so maybe the spices are kind of melding together, and I'm getting more sweetness out of the, uh, out of the bourbon than normal, but a very good pairing uh, on par as far as strength is concerned as well um, so far. So I'm curious to see how the stag is going to do when we get into the, uh, the, second, right. the second round here. How's the Blanton's working? Uh, well, right now I'm mainly focusing on the Weller um, mm. to start with, which goes really nice with the cigar because the Weller is a, it's a lower proof. It's only um, 90, right, Jordan? 90 proof? 90 something. Um, and so that's nice. Like yep, it, it, it doesn't – the Weller certainly does not try to uh, compete with the cigar so much. It's just a, just a nice, simple pairing. The Weller is just always solid – to me, nothing crazy, just a good, solid bourbon. Right now, I would say I would be maybe hoping for a little more in my bourbon. Um, but uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a bourbon fanatic. But this is just a little bit of baseline, Jordan. Yeah, the um, the the Weller is, like, nice and soft and adding this, like, velvety texture and highlighting the more of the sweet caramel kind of stuff. And then the Blanton's. Is a little, little spicier. That's bringing out more of the uh, more of the cabinet spice in the cigar. I'm liking them both. Actually. All right, I'll I'll, I'll uh, get into this Blanton's right now too to kind of compare. Yeah, I'm gonna move into Stag, but I think our experience with the Bell Mead. <clears throat> uh, have you guys had this? I have. I have had that. Yeah, it's been a while. I, uh, there was a there's a a Bell Mead. I think it's a Bell Mead single barrel or or barrel strength or something. That they do have at Atomic, which is amazing. It's like super good. The Bell Mead that you have right there, just if I'm gonna just keep it real, I wasn't super impressed with. I thought it had a little bit too much corn flavor in it. Um, but it, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, I guess, compared to the Bell Mead uh, barrel proof or whatever, I was hoping that the just the cheaper Bell Mead would be a little closer. Like for me, like with Weller, the lowest. Well, or special reserve is just the same, just with less alcohol as the other wellers. But with the Bell Mead, I sort of felt like the the the, the baseline Bell Mead just was a little too much corn flavored. That was just my take on it, Robbie. It's it's interesting though the way you were describing the flavors from uh, <clears throat> from the Weller uh, was very very similar to what I'm experiencing. Uh, I again I don't know that my palate is uh, is uh, in tune enough to to say that I'm getting. Uh, too much corn flavor, uh, but it was. It's a. It's a simple pairing. It's. It, it, I don't feel like anything is going. It's. It's. I would probably give it a thumbs up if I if we were if we were going right now. Um, but uh, I, I like kind of like you were saying, Eric. I, I'd like a, want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm fine with the whiskey. I'm happy to. You know, this can be. I have different levels of whiskey. Like we all do, right? We have different levels of cigars in our humidors. Of, I'm, this this I'll just grab. It's a Tuesday evening, and I'm going to smoke this. It's not it's not my Saturday night cigar, right? So this isn't like my Friday night whiskey, but it's it's my Wednesday evening whiskey, and I'm kind of fine with that. I like having uh, different levels to choose from, and it's kind of fun to keep things fresh. Make sure um, that Jordan, make sure that you have the camera on Robbie's face when he gets into that uh, Stag Junior. 
<laughs> is this it right here? Cheers, boys. Cheers. Salutes. Now you're now that you, you, we know you're getting a big kick there. Uh, that is, you know, it's actually a lot smoother than I anticipated it was going to be. Mm. Uh, but holy business, there is a lot. <laughs> There's so much more flavor. It's it makes the the Belmede like water. Like I, I it, right. it would be like it's like smoking a really light Connecticut and then jumping into a broadleaf. Right. Like, it's nine. just so so different. Um, that thing might uh, actually overpower your cigar a bit. I'm wondering. Oh. Wow. Well, we will see. Holy crap. What's the proof on the Blantons, Jordan? Blantons is 103. All right, so... so no, sorry, 93. Nine, yeah, okay. It's just, it doesn't taste a lot different than the Weller as far as strength goes. It's a bit more refined, um, I would say, Jordan. It's a bit more cool. refined. But what Robbie has there is just to kick you in the face. All-out oh, yeah. all assault on the a palate there. I'm going from a 90.4 proof at the Belmead to 128.4. So it's a big jump. Yeah, it's a big jump, and it, I can feel it in this area mm. on its on its way down. You right. know, not so much here, not so <laughs> much here, but right, but right here, here. with those with those you know from? barrel proof ones. Sometimes you Tommy gotta boy. you gotta take a little smaller sips. Let your saliva almost be like adding a few drops of water into it. And so yeah, we were talking about that. Let so that thin Jordan, it out a little bit. This is where Jordan. I'm gonna give you the mic, and I, I warned you about this, so I hope that you're ready. Uh, give us just kind of a primer because there is like there's there's bourbon and then there's like you can call it barrel proof, full proof, uh, cask strength. Cask strength seems to be more like of that's a Scotch term. That's more of a Scotch. Barrel term. proof is more of a bourbon yeah. area. But I but I think it's they, they're at, they're saying the same things. So what is I mean other than the elevated ABV, what are the what are the differences there? The, I mean, the, that is mostly the difference. They're they're not adding any water to almost every bourbon you get. They're cutting it down to whatever proof they feel like is best for you know that particular recipe. But um, the barrel proof, a, a lot of them are unfiltered. So like a lot of times you'll see like you might see like it getting like a little hazy, like where the fats are starting to build up. Um, a lot of times when you see barrel proof, it's usually barrel proof and unfiltered. Um, That's, this one is barrel proof and unfiltered. And I've never really seen the fatty buildup, but like I guess if it's at maybe at a colder temperature, you might see that more often. Now, Jordan, um, a lot of people want to know the difference between barrel proof and single barrel because that sounds yeah, like it's the same. I thing. I know, and a lot of times you'll see not. like a bottle that's like single barrel barrel proof. Um, single barrel is just what it sounds like. It is they just a lot of times stores will get those because they'll just they're just picking out a barrel and they're just pouring that individual barrel into 140 bottles, whatever it is. But they still might cut that with water. That can be cut with water. It's just a single barrel. That's all it means. But the barrel proof just means they're not cutting it with water. So then you can have the crossover where you get a single barrel barrel proof, which would be a single barrel poured into bottles and not cut down with water. Uh, I usually gravitate to the, the barrel proof stuff um, just because it's, uh, you know, if you even if you like it at, um, a lesser proof, you could add, you know, however much water you want. You could you could bring down 120 proof down to 115 if you wanted to or down to what basically whatever you want it gives you more freedom in that respect which actually which also adds to the amount of bourbon that you have but um and i also just like the raw that's what i like about bourbon anyways it's just like punches you in the face and it's raw you know plus jordan right with with both single barrels and especially barrel proof bourbons 
you you can get a real like sometimes you get a, a bottle that's just like amazing like this particular barrel was it's the same bourbon like you know like the same one but like a a stag junior you get this certain stag junior bottle that might just right. be phenomenal like it's the phenomenal Jordan and it's the it's like the best one you ever had phenomenal. and then it, another one might be slightly different than that because they can't ex- control the flavors to every degree which is yeah that makes single barrels always fun but then at the same time you're always wondering if you know if you, if you do get this really good one you're never going to get it again and in my experience i've never found that to be too noticeable i mean every once in a while you, you might get a good store pick but usually they're they're all pretty similar speaking of store picks um this story has to be told short story but when me and jordan were in uh tampa for our davidoff cigar release we were at the uh, the Corona Cigar there in Tampa, the Davidoff Lounge, and Tommy, the bourbon guy there, he's he he's a total bourbon nerd, and he totally geeks out on it. He had done a single barrel pick of just regular old Buff Trace, just the regular Buffalo Trace, and he was like, "You guys got to try my 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 barrel pick of Buff Trace," and you know, me and Jordan like Buff Trace, but it's not typically one of the ones that we freak out about or whatever. But he was like, "No, you, you really got you got to try this this." And Jordan, it was oh, that that's was a good example of freaking of when amazing. it can actually take effect. And actually, if I can revise what I was just what I was just saying is, I feel like when you see the single barrels that are just on the shelf, like certain certain bourbons are just they just have a single barrel brand. They, those ones to me are you don't find much difference. But when you actually go, you find like a bar that had their own pick or or a, a liquor store. You know, it depends on who's their guy that's picking these barrels. Those ones you actually do find. You can find some good ones, I feel like. That's a job I want, is the guy who picks the barrels. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> Those guys, they got to really know their stuff, though. I mean, it is pretty amazing. Do you? Do you? I mean, yeah. I'm sure you do. Like, I, But I, could, I think I could do a pretty damn good job just... Drinking. <laughs> just drink <laughs> i'm taking credit away from these people i'm just they have pallets that are you know uh what, what do they do they uh insure their pallet for a million dollars and and i'm just some some schmuck who's drinking whiskey because he likes it hey, jordan uh, jordan talk about the, just real quick talk about that four roses uh they're what they do with their their, their one is so confusing and kind of makes it fun too but like you'll see that you'll see the four roses single barrel and then you'll see the four roses single barrel barrel proof, and they're completely. It couldn't be any. It couldn't be more different. Like the right. single barrel one, is four roses is kind of cool because they have like, they have two mash bills I believe and five yeast strains. So they have all you know they have like ten different actual recipes that they can play around with. The single barrel one and the single barrel barrel proof are in the same bottle, but the single barrel is is always chosen from that same recipe. Um, Whereas the be- single barrel barrel proof, you actually get to play around with, you know, the store's pick could be, the proofs could be extremely different. And also they have all of the recipes, which you, they have like a little card that you can see. They have like a four letter code that'll tell you, you know, what that actual recipe is. So with, with the single barrel barrel proof, there's, there's those 10 different bottles that you can, you can search for. Plus all the store's unique picks bring into uh, proof into the mix, basically. So that, to me, is the most fun thing out there. They're only like, I mean, $60 might be kind of expensive, but, you know, you're going to spring for a nice bottle of bourbon. That's usually, that's my recommendation. And, and, and really, for me, I don't know what you guys think, but Four Roses is just, is typically just okay at best. 
Yeah. But that, I would agree. that line that Jordan's <clears throat> describing, the barrel proof line, is really good. Like it's dramatically better. So the trick, though, is what Jordan said is they're, they're in the exact same <laughs> bottle. And the, the, the one, one that one of them has a leather band at the top. Yeah. Don't, don't get that one. Get the one that doesn't <laughs> have. You would think that the nice leather band is, oh, that's the good one. No. <laughs> so I want single barrel barrel proof. Yes, it's fantastic. From, okay. So I've I've got a bottle that uh, Steve Dex brought over to. Uh, we had a Christmas party last year. Again, when we were allowed to have people in the house, uh, and he was nice enough to bring a bottle of that. Also, he brought me like these this uh, this Boba Fett print. Really, really cool. It's framed and it's in my <laughs> office. Um, he knows his audience. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I find myself that. The Four Roses has a very specific kind of flavor to it. I don't know how to put my finger on it, but it tastes... If you were to line up five whiskeys and one of them is Four Roses, the barrel proof... No, single barrel. The single barrel, not barrel proof. The single barrel one. Um, I could pick it out. There's something that, that hits my palate in such a, a unique way that I kind of have to be in the mood for it. Kind of like uh, when you go with a heavily peated scotch. Mm. It's the same. It's it's not. It doesn't taste that way at all. But it's so different from the others that I have to be in the mood for that. So it's the same way for me with Four Roses. I've never really looked to see if I can find the the single barrel barrel proof. I will look for that moving forward. And sixty bucks for me, it's it's not it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive to where I feel like guilty for buying it. You know what I mean? No, right. especially for you because it's pretty much just. You know, you and your wife. So you that, that you know you could probably make a bottle last quite a while. Well, you'd, you'd think, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we had a bottle of Michter's Michter's Rye. You did you guys turn me on to the Michter's yeah, Rye? Yeah, Michter's Rye is good. It's very good. Holy crap! We went through that bottle a lot faster than uh, anyone would have anticipated. Hey. Um, but uh, the the second one we're taking our time with. But uh, yeah, that one, that is, is really good. But whiskey in general is just so much fun for me because it's so different. Like Randy was texting us yesterday uh, in the, our, our dojo uh, text chain with all these different whiskeys and like which one should he try and everything. And it was a bunch of old foresters. And you guys, you guys pointed out what, the 1920? I like the 1920 the best out of those. Um, the 1910 seems to be the rare, hard to find one. Um, but I prefer the 20, and even though it's it doesn't seem to be as much sought after. Maybe it's just because that's just my palate. But yeah, that's a really good that's a really good bourbon. Yeah, there's so many of them, and even just the basic old Forester. Yeah. I I remember at also at TPE one of the uh, the dueling pianos room had uh, I don't know who sponsored that, but that room had uh, old Forester was just like the open bar old Forester, and I I was enjoying that. So we were, we were pounding but again, that, yeah. I mean that's only that's a twenty five dollar bottle and I, I put that on my table and I'm really happy that I've got it. So it's one of those things and I feel like eventually it's going to get to the point where it's not as easy to find. I, I feel that way about all whiskeys now because now I'm just kind of afraid that whiskeys are just going to disappear. I know but, that's frustrating, right? Yeah, the whole the whole bourbon craze is frustrating. So let's get back to the pairing a little bit. I'm going to jump in and tell you guys what I think. We've got two pairings here, um, and I am going to give thumbs up to both of them for different reasons. This the Bell Mead was very simple, an easy pairing. You're hanging out with your buddies, you're shooting the breeze, and uh, you're not focusing on it too much. It's it's just it's a simple, easy pairing. It's like coffee and cigars, simple and easy. Um, <clears throat> and it can also be very good. But this stag, 
I'm surprised at how uh, approachable it is given mm-hmm. the uh, the strength. I mean, 128.4 proof. That's a big daddy. That's 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 big time stuff. And as I slur my words, and it is, uh, but it brings, I feel like it's bringing out, there's extra spice in that. It's bringing out more spice in the cigar. The cigar got significantly better once I switched over to the stag. I was, mm. I'm really surprised because Jordan, I thought the same as you, that this was going to run it over, but mm. I'm giving the stag, that's barrel proof, an enthusiastic thumbs up. This mm. is, this is like, this is kind of a highfalutin uh, really like exciting pairing like that I'm, I'm pumped about because it's it's a cool whiskey but it also tastes really good and the cigar is just fantastic we haven't talked about the cigar nearly enough this that base of creamy cedar it's still there and there's a, like roasted salted peanut in there because there's a little bit of salty character Jordan or uh, Eric like you pointed out and it just drizzles some caramel over the top of that and it's a winner dude I it's not I expected it to be a little bit stronger but it's also standing up to a barrel-proof whiskey, so maybe it's stronger than I'm giving it credit for. But it is really, really, really good. Yeah, I think that now that I'm nearing the band on this cigar, um, I guess that would be maybe a little past the halfway mark, um, the the spiciness has intensified, which is typical of the cigar at this point. The spiciness is intensified. It's a great cigar. The bourbon just really just basically had to just be Trent Dilfer. Just don't screw it up. Like as long as <laughs> as long as you're not horrible, as long as you're not horrible, it's going to be a great pairing. The Weller was just like, okay, this is a great cigar and and some nice bourbon. You put it with the Blantons, which isn't my favorite, but it's kind of a step up from there. Is a fantastic pairing. I mean, there's there's no question. This is a thumbs up mm. pairing. Uh, the the any any time you're you're having bourbon and cigars you, you almost can't go wrong. There's a little bit more finesse to the Blantons, which adds to the finesse of this particular cigar because I think that this cigar does have some finesse to it. So that the Blantons and the and the and this cigar to me, just like you said, Robbie, enthusiastic thumbs up, fantastic pairing. Nice, awesome, Jordan. What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, the cigar is, is getting a little spicier, like you said, um, and also a little more roasty, more of the more of the roasted nut salt and like maybe even like a charred oak kind of thing coming out yeah. at this point. I I kind of think it's just base. They're both really good. It's like with the with the Weller, you're bringing you're highlighting the sweet aspects of the cigar, and the Blantons, you're bringing out more of the spice. Um, for me, I like I like the Weller because I want to add more sweetness to the cigar as it's getting more roasty. Um, and also with the Blantons, I kind of feel like sometimes the cigar is almost distracting. Like I want to, I feel like there's more to be uncovered with this Blantons. I want to drink after, after I'm done with the cigar and kind of like delve into that a little bit. So I would, I would lean towards the Weller. Oh, so you like the, you like the Weller better. That's, I'm kind of surprised at that. But you'd say, you'd say either way it's a, oh yeah, both thumbs up. Both a thumbs up. Yeah, this I'm I'm really surprised with this stag, and I'm I'm a little afraid of it now because it's it's a little too easy to drink <laughs> for uh, for what it is, and maybe that's because I primed myself with a, with a little bit of this, uh, maybe a shot and a half of this uh, Belmead, kind of grease the wheels a little bit, as they say. Um, but it has this stag has a ton of flavor, and it is um, it is very very tasty and it's not cheap and it's not easy to find so i i need to just lock this up in the cabinet and only have it for special occasions but one thing i wanted to like a a little anecdote i don't know if i've told this story on the show before but 
Um, a couple years ago, Dana and I went to Scotland. And I actually posted the picture today from when we were outside the Oban Distillery uh, where I'm looking up at the sign, which is the logo for the show now. Oh, right, that's right. You, that's where you guys got that photo from. Um, and my wife looks like Christy Brinkley in that photo, um, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. No. Um, embrace the stag, absolutely. Um, but on that trip, on my birthday, we got to, we went to the Akintoshin uh, distillery. And Akintoshin Three Wood is one of my favorite uh, scotches. <clears throat> it's about like a $60 bottle, give or take. And it just has so much flavor to it. It's it's uh, finished Oloroso sherry casks. Um, but when you're at the distillery, like most distilleries, Jordan, probably any, I, I haven't gone to any uh, uh, bourbon distilleries in the States yet. And maybe we should make that a dojo field trip. Yes. But uh, when you're there, they have like one specific barrel that they're pulling from. So it's a barrel, it's a single barrel, barrel proof bottle of whatever that expression is. And they happened to have, it was the three wood, and it spent an extra year in Oloroso Sherry Cask. So it was like, they knew I was going to be there. It's like, they, <laughs> they, it's like they said, like five years before this all happened, they said, okay, Rob's going to be here on his birthday in 2017. So let's just make sure uh, that, and actually it was 2018. It was my 41st birthday. Um, Phenomenal. But I got to pull the, I get to pump the whiskey out and fill my own bottle. Super, super cool. Uh, but the way they were explaining the way that they do the whiskeys, like I'm in this one warehouse and all these, like there's hundreds of barrels. It's like the scene at the end of, uh, of Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy's wheeling the ark and there's all these boxes in this gigantic warehouse. But there's all these barrels of whiskey. And they're saying, look, this is all the three wood and these are all going to get married together and they're going to get cut with water to get down to 42% or whatever it is. Uh, which is basically the way that they do pretty much everything, as far as I understand. Um, but with this particular one, it was just a single barrel pulled from there. It wasn't watered down. It wasn't married with anything else. So it's like a super, super true expression of that particular whiskey. And it's it's uh, 60. He said they can't they can't ship anything out of the country that's over 62 percent. I think what it was. And he said, yours says, so anything that's even over that is going to say 62.9. Um, but this one was actually 62.9 is where it actually, I don't know how they measure it, but whatever they measured, it was right at 62.9. It's a, So that makes it, what, 124 proof, so pretty similar to what I'm drinking right now. But uh, if there's something really cool about going into a distillery that you're a fan of and being able to pull your own bottle. Mm, yeah. I mean, I could have bought one right off the shelf, but I was like, hey, it's, you know, it's my birthday. Can I go in there? And they're like, oh, yeah, go back. And there's a guy who took me back there, and it was just me and Dana in there. And I got to, I, we got a bunch of pictures, but the lighting is terrible in that room because it's super dark, but there's this really harsh fluorescent light shining down on us. So we just are all washed out. So it's kind of a bummer. But I still have the whiskey, and I only drink it on my birthday. See, I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet Robbie that, that to this day, like when you have that, it just brings back that moment you know of all you those guys. memories that's so cool absolutely I, I remember what it smelled like in that room when i'm drinking that whiskey and i also remember that i was gonna buy two more bottles and dana was tr telling me just get them just get them and i was worried about getting them home so i didn't and uh now i want to kick myself which at my age i could break a hip doing so <laughs> <laughs> so it just means that just means we have to go back oh god man but, so we moral of the story is if you get a chance to go to a distillery any distillery do it. Take the tour. Learn a little bit about whiskey. You get to do a lot of tastings. The people there 
they're for the most part they're there because they love what they do like they're usually retired and they're just there because they love the whiskey and it, it really comes out it's just a lot of fun going to those places. Yeah, me and Jordan, we were uh, several years back. We were gonna do a a bourbon release with High West, and so we went out to the uh, the brand new distillery that they were just finishing um, there in Salt Lake City, and north of Salt Lake City, and we got to try some different barrels. We got to you know pull the the you know the wine the thief. You know the out of the yeah the wine thief. We got to pull the the juice out of the barrels and try them, and we found one that we really loved, and we picked that. But um, the the distribution of spirits was a hurdle that we just couldn't <laughs> we couldn't get over, could we, Jordan? And uh, the project just never. We came We're going to have a custom tailored cigar to pair with it and everything. Yeah, uh, it's just a little too. I wonder if we could maybe do that again, but not try to like make such a thing about it, just release it, you know, kind of more quietly to the dojo members. Or, or just as a, because we were going to do it, it was going to have its own label right. and everything, so. Just oh, yeah, like you guys were going to, you guys were going to go all out. Right. I, yeah. I, I, th- I think that, uh, I'm going to say we, I'm, I'm bringing myself into this, I think we should do it, I think we should all fly out there next weekend, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I think that would be awesome, uh, and it's, I'm telling you, just going to these places when, whenever you're able to travel, we'll be able to travel again. Life's going to get back to normal. It's going to, I promise. And uh, don't hold me to that, but I think it is. And anywhere you go, there's always something local. Like when we were in uh, on the trip for my 40th birthday, we went to we were in Amsterdam. So we went to the Heineken distillery, or d- brewery, not distillery. Um, and you think Heineken, yeah, whatever. But they put on such a show. Mm. Like you pay thirty bucks to get in, and you're treated like royalty. The, the mm. minute you walk in, and they you get to do whatever, almost whatever the hell you want to do, and you go down later, and they had like a contest on who could pour the best beer. Of course, Dana won. She wins everything. <laughs> I, like she's never poured a beer out of a tap in her life, and she wins. I don't understand how she does it, but it's just. It's just such a fun experience, and you get to, I mean, even just go to your local brewery and, and, and do a tour. I mean, they love giving that stuff. They'll pretend like they don't, but they love it. Trust me. I've given those tours. I love doing it, and it's just a blast. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like being, it's kind of like being at a cigar factory. You get to, you know, the whole just being there, just something about that makes the cigars taste better, makes the whiskey taste better. It's just, it's the whole experience of it which makes it so fun, you know. Brian, I get to do that. I made it to 40. So that's why I get to do that. <laughs> to name drop on my trips. It was the, the, the Scotland trip was an accident. Uh, my wife's uh, father has some property in Ireland. So we went to go visit them and did a little trip up to Scotland. And I, I highly recommend Scotland. It's beautiful. Uh, driving on the other side of the road is weird, but uh, it's, uh, uh, I also it's highly recommend having father in laws that have property in Ireland. Uh, true story. Yeah, true story. <laughs> it's, it helps uh, too. <laughs> does but I'm, but I'll, I'll tell you what once we get to travel again if you've got the guts to do it it's going to be like a free-for-all you're going to be able to travel cheaply so that's there's going to be tons of trips to be had for a fraction of the price yeah i'm going to florida in a month and a half why don't you just move there? <laughs> i don't know i should i mean you're working on it you're you're halfway there anyway i know i know Thumbs anyway. up all around, boys. Thumbs up yeah. all around. Thumbs this. up all around. Good so, pairing. Robbie, before we wrap this up, though, just this is the final episode of the Habana. What have we learned 
about this rapper. Um, I was going to ask you guys because uh, you guys were on all the shows. I only got to do two. I'd say that, okay, I would say, and uh, I'll let Jordan correct me if I'm wrong. This is a very, very versatile rapper for pairings. Yes, perfect. A very versatile rapper I was, uh, was going to say the same thing. Pairings. You can pair this thing. It, it, there was no thumbs downs, so I don't think, the whole the whole segment, right? I think I think there might have been one. I don't remember. But you're but more more so than any other rapper this this paired with almost everything. Yeah, cuz Randy I, was Randy was telling me that he really really liked the the pairing of the triple last week with uh the my father. He I, I haven't had a chance to go back and watch that show, but that was a pairing that I kind of pushed for because uh, I felt like there's that that spiciness in that cigar and you get that spiciness out of a triple would be just mm-hmm. like a really nice pairing and he said that he really loved it. I hope you guys did too. I don't know if you did the pairing as well, but um, it's I think versatility is and, and and really when you say Habano, like you're kind of you're kind of hedging your bets anyway because it's a that's it, a kind of a you're casting a wide net so to speak. Right. But uh, this particular wrapper and the way that it's been used in the cigars that we've smoked, um, I mean, especially going back to that first the, the late hour with the uh, with the scotch was unbelievable. And, and now to go to this with, a, you know, like a, a full proof, full proof whiskey, uh, bourbon is also unbelievable pairings. So I, I think we've we've been pretty lucky with uh, some of these pairings that we've done. But I think that so far uh, these have all been very good. We'll we'll get into what's coming up here shortly. But Jordan, what it would you felt like these pairings were all pretty good, yeah? I can't think I of you off. Uh, well, no, no, I, I finished. I, I I can't think of one that that we didn't like really. I mean, I wasn't. I the first one that you just mentioned, the late hour we did with Scotch, and mine was like super peaty, so that wasn't great yeah, for me. Guys, but you, you know, I picked a super peaty Scotch, so. <laughs> Yeah, you made you made your bed, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say go back and revisit that. I know you guys aren't big Scotch drinkers, and maybe uh, I'm gonna push the envelope on some Scotch moving forward, just so we can uh, force you guys to get out of your comfort zones a little bit. And I know we're gonna do some um, some straight rum uh, later uh, in the year with uh, hopefully with both um, Broadleaf and um, and San Andreas. It's left. So that'll be a lot of fun to kind of explore some new things. We'll get some more cocktails. We'll do some more non-alks, too. I know we didn't do a non-alk this time, uh, but hopefully we will moving forward. Um, next week, we've got a wild card episode that is still undetermined. Okay. Uh, Randy, Randy and I will get uh, together hopefully tomorrow and uh, hash that out. And we'll let you guys know as soon as possible um, so you can, uh, you can pair along with us. If you have any suggestions, hit me up directly on Facebook. Uh, if there's something that you want to see, I know last time we did, uh, what was our last one? It was, it was really good. It was Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. Cameroon and, um, mojitos. That was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. If there's something specifically, maybe a specific, uh, beverage you want us to pair with or a specific, uh, wrapper that you want us to go with, um, yeah, hit me up directly on Facebook and, and we can definitely work that into the schedule because we're open. I mean, it's a wild card episode. We can do whatever the hell we want. So, um, we will get into that next week. Any uh, What's going on Smoke Night Live on Friday, boys? Well, not only uh, Smoke Night Live Friday, but Friday just in general is the big uh, release of our new cigar from Lost and Found, the gimmick. And uh, here you get, the, you get the 3D glasses with oh, this pack. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody gets their own 3D glasses. And if you use these... You got to th- open them. If you use these 3D <laughs> glasses on this thing, boom, it just jumps right out. You get, a, you get an extra sticker for your humidor, too. 
because it's such a fun thing to look at. Um, each cigar has a little 3D sort of thing on it as well, so it's kind of fun. Um, these are only 75 bucks for a bundle. This is a very affordable cigar. And guys, I'm going to tell you this little secret right now. If you use uh, coupon code, this will be AtlanticCigars.com. If you use coupon code DOJO10, this is just for you guys watching. Nobody else is going to know this. But if you use DOJO10, you'll get an extra 10% off. So, Jordan, I think that puts it under 70 bucks. That's insane. That's insane. You're practically you're practically making money by getting these. Well, so, I'll lose money on this whole deal. You've got to get some. you got to get something out of it. So that'll be that'll be Friday at noon Eastern on Atlantic Cigars. Obviously, you got to be watching the Dojoverse and all that sort of stuff to get the link on that morning. Like we always do, the big releases are always fun. This should be a really, really fun one. And then that night, we'll have... Uh, the Lost and Found Boys on the show. Robert Caldwell and Tony Bellotto will be on Smoke Night Live this coming Friday to talk about this release and just about Lost and Found in general because it's such a fun and interesting uh, cigar concept. So basically Friday is a, is a Lost and Found day through and through, Robbie. That's awesome. So the, the show Friday night is going to be super serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. With, yeah. with, yeah. with Tony and Robert. Yeah, it's going to be super, super serious. Uh, do you, can, and I don't, I, I, pardon my ignorance, have you announced what the blend is on that cigar at all? A little bit. I mean, you can go to the dojo page and check it out. This is a, a blend that is very similar to the Far Eastern Standard that we released last year, which was a Caldwell. So, um, uh, but, you know, with most, lo <laughs> most lost and I founds, that. that's hard to say, Jordan. <laughs> most lost with and most lost and founds, uh, it's a bit mysterious. So mm. there's some there's some mystery there, but um, so yeah, that'll be Friday. Uh, it'll be fun. I can't wait. We're looking forward to this release, and I've been we've been working on this one for a long time, Jordan. Jordan, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, dojo verse is hopping. Oh, not on the dojo verse. You got to get into it. I will be more active on the dojo verse now that base baseball took up so much more of my time oh, yeah, than sure. I anticipated guys. It was in a normal baseball season. It's 162 games and it's 81 home games. And I've got like a list of four or five guys who can't wait to do my job. So I can, I can pawn off games as much as I want this year with COVID that was very, very strict. And I had no backups until like the last three weeks of the season so it was i was there for the bulk of uh, of everything so that, that really was kind of a time suck for me so i'm i'm look really looking for i'm only a yellow belt like this is i'm embarrassed a little bit i need to uh to step up my game see mike you finally got your white belt you're gonna be what's after yellow orange i think orange yeah yeah mike's gonna be an orange belt before me and i'm already a yellow belt so like i don't know but uh it's uh, i'm excited to get back uh involved i i love just having it I know a lot of people use it as an, you can make it like a little app on your phone. Um, you can just click on that. I like having it up on my desktop so I can check in uh, throughout the day, but I'm going to get back into that and check in my cigars and all that stuff. I haven't been able to do that the last few weeks. So looking forward to get back in the dojo verse. But uh, with that, we got a thumbs up pairing. Nothing wrong with yellow belts. I, I could still, I could still take on like some 12 year olds. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically what there's. It's, uh, that reminds me of the, uh, the, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer was going and he was like fighting all these little kids. And then at the end, like all the kids like jumped Kramer in an alley. It was kind of funny. 
Um, anyway, I'm dating myself with my Seinfeld references, but that's okay. Um, we will be back. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. This was a lot of fun. Bourbon's always fun. I'll tell you what, the Stag Jr. is no joke. Ton of flavor. Great pairing. Uh, appreciate you guys stepping up. Randy, we will be back next week. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Odyssey will continue. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you a dime. And we'll see you next Wednesday as Odyssey continues. Thank you.